Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Answering Questions from Reddit, and welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're doing the usual, guys. If you guys are new here, basically what I do is I go to any any subreddit that has to do with mental health or anything like that and try and give my input also try and learn something new so today we're going over to depression regimens let me read you because i don't think i don't think i've been on here you probably guess from the title but anytime we go to the new uh, subreddit basically i like to kind of read what the community is about from the synopsis that they put on the side um depression regimens is a community focused on the research and discussion of treatments for depression and anxiety from novel alternative substances to established medications. Other treatment modalities are welcome as long as there is a clear intention towards symptom improvement and at least a modest attempt at being scientific. Discussion and anecdotes are welcome. The sub is not for venting or uh, or for Facebook-style posts. Low-quality posts will be removed. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else can I do is the very first post. 29-year-old uh, male. English is not my native language, so I'm sorry if I don't explain myself myself properly. I guess English isn't my, <laughs> isn't my first language either. Shit. Uh, as the title says, I'm exhausted and tired of doing everything I can do to feel better and getting nowhere. This is my third depression. I'm assuming, like, bout with depression, I think was what they meant. And it's been about a year and a half. Let's see what I did um, and if there's anything else I can do. I can change to improve. Got stressed out, moved away from stress in my life. Job. I couldn't work being like this, feeling both physically and mentally exhausted, so applied for a paid absence. I have a position where I can be sick and still be paid and not worry about losing my job. Besides, like I like my job and look forward to feeling better and being able to get back. Diet. I'm from a Mediterranean country and already ate really healthy, but even though even though decided to go gluten-free, gluten and dairy-free. Exercise. It makes me feel ox- exhausted for a couple of days. Uh, rheumatologist says it's fibromyalgia. Interesting. Even though I walk daily and take my bike for about 40, um, I think that's 40 kilometers. No, that can't be 40 kilometers. I, I don't know exactly what it says, but I stretch every day too. Relationships. I broke up with my partner as we were, as we re- resented it, um, as we were, as we resented each other, I mourned and a month later installed Tinder to meet new people. I forced myself and dated for several months a really nice girl. Socializing every week, I meet my friends. Even if they don't text me, I'm the one asking to meet. Oh, good good for you because I know these things are good for me. I feel great when I'm around people, but then when I'm by myself again, I feel awful. Housing, I own a house, but I'm back living with my parents because I feel safer this way. Hobbies, besides, uh, despite feeling no pleasure to do anything I used to love, I for I force myself every single day to make crafts, read comics, or watch YouTube, as I know uh, these are things that I enjoy, or that I used to enjoy. Blood work and doctors had several tests done. All came up normal. No vitamin deficiency, no magnesium, no lime, no... uh, Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, not anything. They were exhaustive. I even got a brain MR done. Meds. I was on um, a skitter... A skitalopram, uh, Lexapro, for four months as it used to work. I think that's one of the benzodiazepines. I can't remember exactly. It did nothing, even in increasing dose. My psych then changed it to paroxetine, Paxil, for seven months, slightly better about anxiety, but depression and um, anhedonia. What in the world is that? We're there. Hold on. I'm just going to look up this word really quick. Anhedonia. What the hell is this? I'm learning. Dude, I'm really learning something. Uh, anhedonia is the inability to feel pleasure. Oh, it's a common symptom of depression as well as other mental health. Okay. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Never never heard that word. Now I know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we're there. I've been on deluc- uh, deluxetine, Zimbalta, for three months now and still the same, over-increasing, uh, ever-increasing dose. Supplements. I take uh, cur- 
uh, curcumin, omega fish oils. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Zinc, a multivitamin, a Q10 daily to help me sleep. I take a low dose pill of melatonin. What else can I do? I feel so desperate. Well, you're doing a lot more than I am, man. And I, I have to say, I don't, I don't really see too much here except for, so it sounds like anxiety is your main issue that's leading to your depression, at least from what I've, what I've gathered from all this stuff. This is, I'm going to be real with you. This is a very extensive checklist. So you've got an idea of what you're doing and what, um, what you should be doing, all that kind of stuff. I would say to kind of start off with the way that you're Start off with the way that you're judging yourself, right? Because I'll give you an example, right? I had an ex-girlfriend who she hurt her leg. And I remember what happened was a lot of the, the, the doctors were actually saying, like, we don't see anything wrong with your leg. We actually think it might be like a mental hurdle that you have to overcome, right? Because our, our minds are very, very strong. And she, you know, I remember she just really didn't like to hear that answer. It really irked her. It was like, you know, how could they say that? You know, it's, it's, I'm feeling pain. It's painful, but we're starting to see a lot more now that, you know, we're, we're getting more tests done. It, it, it kind of is like that. Um, not saying it's always like that, but in her case, I think it was, you know, cause I mean, after we broke up, she seemed to be able to walk a lot better. Uh, <laughs> maybe that was the thing. Maybe I was, I was, uh, I was weighing her down, but anyway, I started to think about that a little bit more. And I think what's happening right now, although I couldn't get a good read on it just from what you got, what you were saying, I feel that this might be just a, this might be you looking at yourself in a certain way. That's not healthy. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem to me that you're appreciating what you already do. Like the fact that you actually had a place. I mean, I was just talking to my friend on our podcast, uh, the casual bros and man, I, I was telling them, I was like, man, you know, it's, it's interesting to see what women want. And one of the things that a lot of women want are uh, a guide to have a house or sorry, like a place just that they stays at. That's not like where his parents are a place, a car, you know, depending on where they are and uh, a job, you know, and you know, it seems like you have all those things going on pretty well. And I don't know. It just seems like you're, trying to get rid of all of the 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 things that are stemming off but you're not actually going after the root of the problem which is something i couldn't really figure out in what you're talking about because you're talking about all these things right that okay so i'm getting away from the stressors okay i'm getting away from this i'm getting away from that that by the way i'm totally fine with all of that if that is if that works to to help the root of your problem but if that is not the root of your problem which it doesn't seem like it is what what else do you need to be working on? Okay, I, I think you're just asking yourself the wrong questions. One of my friends that uh, one of my, my good friends uh, Clark, he was on the mental health chats at one point. He, I remember he always he always says this, and he I, he's famous for it over at, our, at our, over at our church. He always says maybe I'm asking the wrong question when he's talking to like about God and all that stuff. And I think he might be asking the wrong question. It, you should be asking, you know, instead of what else can I do. What should I be looking for instead? Meaning that you should be you should be looking for the root of this instead of looking at the the spindrels across. I'll give you an example of this. So I remember I had like really bad um, like back pain. Like I had like sciatica and stuff like for a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if I have sciatica though. Like I, I couldn't figure it out. I was trying to figure out what was going on. But I started realizing that it would really come up when I would do jump rope or things that would really like take a toll on my calves. 
I started thinking, I was like, you know what? Maybe I have really, you know, and I saw this video where this guy who tried to dunk a basketball or something like that, but you know, he fell down really hard. He thought that it might've been a back, back problem, but what happened was his, his ankles got really tense. And so this guy had to like untangle this, like these knots in his, in his legs and his calves. And I was like, you know what, maybe that might be me. So I started stretching a lot more with my calves and my, um, you know, uh, if you if you go up to like a, a thing of stairs, right, and you put the ball of your feet on the tip of the stairs, and then you let the weight go down, so you're you're um you know you're letting you're letting all the weight go down there, and you start like leaning off, uh, leaning back a little bit. Uh, obviously, you should hold a rail as well, but uh, you know it really it it started once I started doing that. I was like, oh, my back feels so much better. So I realized it was the root of my problem was not the back itself; it was the ankle which you know if you're going for the back itself all of a sudden you'll start cracking it more you'll start being like oh i need to stretch more but in reality you're probably just doing nothing if anything you're probably adding more problems instead of going for the root of the problem so i'd say figure out what the root of your problem is man uh, before you, you go to all of these uh all this stuff so um let me see boost bar preventing orgasm i've never even heard of boost bar i'm assuming that's a that's an ssri right oh it literally says it in the literally says it in the thing boost uh, Boosperone, sold under the brand name Boostbar, among others, is a medication primarily used to treat anxiety disorders, pre uh, particularly generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, benefits support its short-term use. It is taken by mouth, and it makes up. Uh, it may take up to two, four weeks. Yeah, it sounds like an SSRI. So yeah, that's what I'm um, I was on Boostbar for about two months. Uh, took a one-month break because of insurance issues, and I'm back on it. And now I'm unable to orgasm, similar to when I take SSRIs. Oh, so it's not SSRI. Okay, never mind. I Googled it and it seemed like no one else has ever had this problem. Could this be caused by the boost bar? I'm a female, by the way, and in a happy relationship, so please no creepy messages. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Uh, sorry. I, it just threw me, threw me off. Um, actually, let me see. There's one comment on here. I just want to see. I am on boost bar as an adjunct to fluoxetine uh, and I have no issue with this. As I understand, it's often used in, as an adjunct or, you know, uh, in uh as like i guess it's like a parallel to ssri to help with sexual um dysfunction so it would be weird if it instead caused this but of course everyone reacts differently to medication so i wouldn't say it's impossible it's as far your only medication yeah that's an interesting that's an interesting uh question right because typically like if you add other things to like the chemical cocktail that you're taking I'll give you an example if you drink and you're also doing um uh like ssris they they kind of cancel each other out sometimes, like especially if you're in that moment. Um, so maybe you'll start to feeling sad again if you're drinking because alcohol is a natural depressant. So yeah, I'd probably that's probably that's a really good question actually. I didn't really think about that, but it would be a good question to like, what al what else are you taking? Um, are there other factors in this? You know, I, yeah, that's definitely something to talk to the, to your doctor about just so you don't get creepy messages. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That was such a good one. I it threw that it threw me off. Um, let's see. Has anyone ever gone gone on a uh, silic? How do you say this word? I keep I keep not being able to pronounce it. it it's mus mushrooms, right? Um, it's 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 shrooms. Okay, it's shrooms. Uh, but uh, silo psilocybin is that how you say it I, I can't remember but anyway um has anyone ever gone on a psilocybin retreat i have not i have done them before and i'll say this you know it's interesting i was listening to, or um one of the podcasts i listened to is a uh, former porn star named her, her porn star name was ava lovia but her uh, actual name is candace horbach and she does this really cool 
podcast called Chatting with Candace, but she was uh, talking about on Twitter today that she's going on a psilocybin retreat. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I don't have anything against it. I'm not, I don't personally think I'll ever use them again, uh, just as my own. You know, since I've been sober, I was like, you know what? I, I don't think I really need them. Also, I did, after I quit um, alcohol, I did go in through a little bit of a, like, binge with them because I tried to use it as a, an escape. I was like, oh, I'm still trying to, you know, maybe I'll just figure myself out with this. And I kept on trying to eat them to try and trip out. So I, I started just realizing that it wasn't the best thing for me. Um, but, you know, putting that aside, I do think that I, I did gain a lot of things from the thinking, from, um, from going through those emotions, through seeing the things that I had had, or seeing things that I didn't want to see before come to light in a different way. Now, granted, I did not do, I'm not a microdoser. I do not microdose things, okay? If I'm going to take those things, I'm going to take a freaking, I'm going to take the whole eighth, okay? I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the whole freaking eighth. Now, it, it did lead to like some pretty crazy trips, I'll, I'll say that, but um, overall, I think there were, there were very important moments in my life and I'll never forget them. And, you know, if they, if there's something that you works for you, if it's a microdose that works for you, that's absolutely fine. I'm just saying this was something that I did. Um, and I think one thing that it does is it leads things to perspective. Cause you know, if you have demons, they're going to come out during that. If you, especially if you use too much, one of our friends, he always trips out like crazy amounts whenever he, he does, he does, uh, shrooms. So, you know, whereas I, I've dealt with a lot of my demons. So whenever they do come up, I see them and I notice them. Like it's, it's, it's weird. You, so make sure that you're like mentally well before you do that. Uh, not saying you have to be like completely mentally well, but make sure that you've, you've, you've addressed you, the demons inside of you before you really go. If you're going to go hard on it, if you're like microdosing, I think that's probably fine. Uh, I, I've never microdosed, so I don't really know. So let's go into the next one. Uh... What is, dude, I'm learning some new stuff, bro. I've never heard of half of these. Heard of half of these drugs, dude. The hell is Parnate, dude? Never heard of this shit. People just making stuff up? People just making stuff up? No. Um, tran, channel Cypromine. Sold on the trade, Parnate, among others, is a... Oh, wow. Monoamine. Oxidase inhibitor, Maui. It's literally spelled Maui. More specifically, uh, okay, acts as not a selective and irreversible inhibitor. Irreversible inhibitor of the enzyme, uh, okay, is used as an antidepressant. And okay, that's what I needed. An anxiolytic agent in the clinical treatment of mood anxiety disorders, respectively. Okay, cool. I just, that's all I needed to know. Okay. Uh, so I have a deep love of, oh, sorry, this says Parnate in draft beer. This is the next post. I have a deep love of craft microbrews. A significant chunk of my social life happens at local microbrew pubs. Am I going to die? Be comfortable, be uncomfortable. Is one okay? Um, you have to be kind of careful. Like I said, you have to be very careful with, uh, you have to be, you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. That's all I'll say. I, I don't really feel comfortable going too much further with this because it's not really my area of expertise but thank you for bringing that up i think that's probably a good good question though um let's see here all right this is just a simple post we don't we don't deserve to suffer from physical and mental fatigue so crippling and debilitating in what are supposed to be our most viral and our virile and youthful years 
That's true, but I don't I don't like the word deserve whenever somebody says something, right? It depends on what context you're using it in, but typically people say, "Oh, I don't deserve this." When you know, it's like, "Okay, why don't you?" or "Why or, do I deserve this instead?" Okay, well, why do you deserve that? This is something that I had to go through very recently, you know, asking myself, "Well, do I deserve a woman that I'd be attracted to?" And I'm like, "Not really, not right now at least." And I started thinking to myself, you know what, I, I got to stop getting out of this idea that I deserve things that I, you know, once even once you do all the work, the fact that you deserve things isn't exactly always because then it implies that because you do this, you get this right. But human beings aren't exactly like that. It really depends on now you can do all the right things because it, it implies that you will get that like that. There's an expectation at the end of this, that's like, oh, I will definitely get this. If I do this, this, and this, I deserve to be enlightened. If I do this, nobody's ever said that. Nobody's ever said that I deserve to be enlightened after all this. You kind of have to make that happen for yourself. So at least for, for me, I don't like the word deserve, using the word deserve, especially when it comes to things like mental illness. I don't deserve this. I don't do it. Okay, well, why don't you deserve this? You know, did you get, like me, I'll use myself as an example. Why don't I deserve to feel depressed and uh, cripple, uh, you know, having crippling mental and physical f fatigue, you know, when I didn't really address any of my feelings about my father. Not saying it's like my fault. I'm not trying to victim blame or anything like that here. But that, this is why I don't like the word deserve because, um, you know, it could happen to pretty much anybody. You know, sure they maybe they do deserve another life, uh, like a different life. But using the word deserve has a lot of implications with it. I think another another way to put it would be. You know, despite all the work that I put into myself, um, you know, I just wish that I didn't have to deal with all this stuff in the in the 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 most formative years of my life. You know, the 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 years that I'm supposed to be part like doing go, good stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think there is uh, different ways that you can say that. But yeah, I mean that is true though. It, it it is very tough, especially seeing how young people are when they're reporting anxiety and depression. Now, I, like I said, I don't know if this is because, I don't know what the cause of this is. I don't know if it is because people are more open with mental health now, so maybe they feel more comfortable admitting it, or if it is more people legitimately just more unhappy, which I think it's a bit, it's a little bit of a mixture of both, in my opinion. I think it's a little bit of a mixture of both. So that's just my thoughts on it. Um, let's try and get away from all of these crazy posts that have to, do with more uh, okay actually this one might be good uh next post is lack of euphoria from all drugs psychiatric and recreational any conclusions to be drawn from this hello all not sure if this is the right place for my question but i figured i would start here i suffer from uh this dysthymia i've never heard of it. severe social anxiety adhd and nonverbal uh learning disorder i've trialed several medications over the years none of them have been fully effective for the non-depressive symptoms Particularly mental anxiety and ADHD symptoms, I've been prescribed every SSRI except Luvox, Cymbalta, Stratera. Jeez, uh, I don't even know half of these. Let me just, jeez, they go, oh my God, they go on for a long time. And I'm currently taking another uh, MAOI. Uh, dude, I just learned about the Mauis. Okay, we just learned about the Mauis. The Mauis have, I hate calling it that. The Mauis have been the most helpful. I've always taken co uh, cocaine, MDMA, recreational ketamine, and opioids. I never experienced euphoria from any of the prescription or recreational substances I've mentioned, except mildly with opiates. I'm aware that most of the above prescription drugs are not known to induce euphoria, but hopefully knowing what I've tried will be useful in responding to this. Additionally, all stimulants, including MDMA, seem to cause massive increases in anxiety, although they somewhat help with ADHD symptoms at low doses and decrease social functioning. 
Are there any rough neurobiological chemical conclusions that can be drawn from this? E.g., uh, example might be an ex uh, an issue with excuse me, NA overactive. Uh, okay, whatever. And if so, are there any medications combinations of medications that might be useful for uh, or spe uh, specific receptors I should target? I provide more info or anything. Uh, too uh, too long to read. Uh, only experience euphoria from opiates and not other drugs. What might this mean? No, I don't think so. I mean, first off, I just want to, I want to maybe, a, not attack, but I, I just want to go over this idea that you need to experience euphoria in your, from a drug, excuse me, from a drug to, like, I, I'm trying to figure out why you would, why it exa you exactly need that. I mean, what, also, what is your definition of euphoria? Is euphoria being you know, one with God, I mean, is euphoria, be, by one with God, I don't mean like in a religious sense, I mean more into like a spiritual sense where you feel one with the universe. Does euphoria mean that you feel really good and you can't control yourself, all that kind of stuff? Does one, you know, what, what does euphoria mean to you is what you should be asking yourself first. What are you trying to get out of this? Um, I've felt euphoria in like shrooms before, uh, I dropped acid once and it, it was okay. It was, if anything, I think it just like up my ADD, my ADD. Like if anything, it just gave me ADD for like a little bit, but I don't know, man. I think, I think that for me in particular, I, I don't like the idea of searching for euphoria in drugs. J just my take on it. I don't really have a lot of other advice to give you in that way, but maybe you should be looking for something that's not exactly euphoric. And I think euphoria is one of those things that kind of comes to you, I don't know, kind of randomly, man. I mean, I never, whenever I do feel euphoria, it's from things that I didn't even think I could get before. You know, I didn't even think would give me euphoria, but just end up giving me that feeling of euphoria and giving me that feeling of oneness and wholeness. You know, I, I'll give you an example, right? I was at church uh, last Sunday in person, right? And somebody gave, somebody sh like, put out their hand to shake my hand. And I was, it was so weird because, you know, we've been in this pandemic. Nobody's been wanting to touch each other. And somebody just came, you know, came up to me, you know, went to shake my hand and I was just like, I shook their hand and it felt, it was like euphoric in a way because it was like, it almost signified that we're almost at the end of this pandemic and that, you know, that this year wasn't for nothing, you know, that the, the people that died during this year weren't, wasn't, it wasn't all for nothing, you know, and it, it made me feel good. It made me feel that, we can start to move on a little bit. Now, granted, obviously, we need to make other um, adjustments and everything with society. But still, I think that it was it, it, just that little thing, right, brought me this euphoria. Now, granted, I'm a very – I'm a poet, so I think I take – I look at things at a metaphorical metaphorical value. I, I take things from metaphor, the metaphorical values that they bring a lot. So I think that might be why I, I'm in a euphoric state, like almost 24 seven, whenever I see something. Um, but yeah, let me keep on. Let, let's go. Let's do one more. Mm, let's see here. Dude, they got a lot of freaking. Uh, keep on going. Yeah, there's a lot of Maui discussions. What? Uh, please help. I have PSSD. Is that that's post post serotonin something? What does PSSD mean? I think it's like post serotonin something dysfunction, right? Uh, post SSRI sexual dysfunction. That's what it's called. Um, hello, I'm begging you guys. If anything has helped you with or orgasmic, um. 
anhedonia and you got any results please share what you've tried and gave uh, that gave you either a reversal got better or anything positive to help you regain your orgasmic intensity or made it better i can't feel anything please share with me anything that has helped you in the, in that department i've gone ba- i've almost gone bankrupt from trying so many supplements uh a few drugs. Your feedback will be appreciated. Thank you. I don't actually know how to answer this one. I, I'm actually, I'm kind of regretting bringing this up because what happened with me was I just couldn't get off by myself. But once a partner was involved in it, I could get off, but it was, it took me a little while. Um, I don't know if this is a girl or a guy. And the reason why I think that makes it, uh, that's like, that brings up a good point, right? Is because you know, women have a tough, tougher time on average in, anyway orgasming. So if they take the if they take certain SSRIs or if their body doesn't take an SSRI well, they can have that kind of idea. Now, I'm trying to think if one thing I would I would maybe say is to stop cold turkey for a little bit. Like I'm just I'm just talking about like a week or two. Right. Just stop for like a week or two and try and get back into it. I, like I said, I don't know if you're a girl or a guy. Um, but as a guy, I realized that my, like, when I was like, uh, you know, masturbating, like every day, I I didn't really have like very intense orgasms. And so what I, what I did was I started doing it like once a week, twice a week or something like that. And it came back to me and I was like, oh, now it feels, it feels good. You know, I don't feel terrible about it or anything. Um, and you know, even after I got off of SSRIs, now I got weaned off of them, but you know, I was still, you know, I still had pretty good libido. Now, granted, I was pretty young at the time when I was taking all this stuff. So, um, yeah, maybe try taking a break off of it for a little bit and see, you know, try and focus on other things. If you, it sounds, I'm going to be real with you. I think it sounds a little bit more like a woman, but if you're a woman, I would say maybe focus on other things. Focus on, maybe you need a more heavy emphasis on the foreplay aspect of it. You know, that's just me. That's just me thinking out loud. Maybe you need a little bit more of a heavy emphasis on that. So maybe there are certain things that could probably help you in that department that could, um, you know, that could, you know, maybe you should be focusing on other ways to spice it up just a little bit. Those are just my ideas. I'm not saying that you, and also be very like understanding with yourself. Like just understand that maybe it's not going to feel as great as it used to or something like that. Um, I don't know how long these PSSDs uh, diagnoses actually happen, but you know, Definitely, definitely try some different stuff, you know, try, I mean, try some, you know, more experimental stuff. I won't say what it is on air, but, you know, there are definitely some things that men and women can do that can spice things up a little bit. Um, if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. Uh, so, yeah, good luck with that. As always, guys, don't forget, you can check out All Things Casual in the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But don't forget to keep it casual.